Attention. It's real talk about everything for the home. Let's get ready. For homeowners, it's a conversation that includes news, tips, do-it-yourself advice, and a behind-the-scenes look into the trade. I think this is great. Yes. Yes, it is. From LCS Heating and Cooling, this is Talkin' Trades. Real talk with Renee Lucas. Hi, and welcome to Talkin' Trades. I'm your host, Renee Lucas, from LCS Heating and Cooling, here for real talk about the trades and your home. Today, I'm going to break down some of the most frequently asked questions that we get about pricing. So there's a level of the unknown when it comes to working with contractors. And so many people have no idea what to expect when it comes to pricing. When you think about the heating and cooling in your home, the plumbing, the electrical, those are major, major things in your home. So a lot of times people associate that with with always having a major repair or or a costly repair. So let's look at a couple of things with pricing. So when you have to have a contractor out to your home, most of the time there's going to be some sort of service call. So, you know, there can be different words, but they all mean the same thing. So it could be service call, a dispatch fee, a diagnostic fee, a service fee. It's all the same. Okay. So what is a service call? Well, when you have a problem in your home, it's the initial cost to get a technician to your home. So the biggest thing to remember is that we have to come to you, right? So, you know, you could have a washer or dryer go out. Well, the technician has to come to your home. You could have a problem with your furnace. The technician's coming to your home. You have a problem with your sink. Technician is again coming to your home, right? So that service call is going to cover the trip to your home and some time to diagnose the issue. So, you know, some some companies, it, it varies a little bit. They'll say, okay, it covers the trip and 30 minutes of diagnostic time or, or 45 minutes of diagnostic time. You know, that can vary a little bit, which is also why the cost of that service call can vary a little bit as well. So some people will say, hey, I'm not very far from your shop. I live rather close. Well, something to keep in mind is technicians are not generally coming from the shop or the place of business. They're coming from wherever their last call was. So a technician can easily have four, five, six calls on their schedule every single day. So they're coming from whatever address was scheduled before your home. And so companies are generally going to have just a flat fee for a service call. It doesn't matter where you necessarily live in proximity to where the shop is located. Okay, so remember they come to you you don't come to us, there's the trip involved, that's the biggest reason why there is a service call to pay, okay? Now, let's talk about after hours rates. So we're talking about evenings, weekends, and holidays, okay? So some companies will advertise no overtime rates, but other companies have overtime rates, and they'll say, hey, our service call, you know, during the week is $79, but on the weekend, it's $99, or our service call during the week is $99, and on the weekend, it's $150. It depends on the company, it depends on the trade, and it depends generally on how long they're expecting to be there, okay? So why can it be so different, though? Because then you have companies that's like, oh, it doesn't matter when we come, it could be Christmas Day, you're going to pay the same as what you pay on a normal Tuesday at noon, okay? It's all how they have their pricing set up. So I can guarantee that somewhere you are paying for that after hours rates. So some companies will say, hey, we don't have after hours rates. We're not going to split those out. It's really just built into their pricing. All right. So why are there after hours rates? 
Well, a couple of things here. So if you think about it, anybody that offers, any company that offers any sort of after-hour service, that phone has to be answered during all of those times. Now, you may have a, a smaller company where it's the owner that's taking the calls all night, all weekends, all holidays. Or you may have companies that use like an answering service to where they'll have a third party that'll answer their phones and then determine, does this call need to go to the technician or does this call just need to be, you know, left for the office for the next day? But that is a service or that is a person that has to be paid in order to offer that service. Now, think about the technicians. After you've worked an entire day, so, you know, say eight to five for for simplicity purposes here, you know, imagine going home and then you're on call all night. And it's not, you're not just on call until 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. You're on call all night and all morning until that very next day. There are technicians when, when the weather's really cold or the weather's really hot, technicians can get, they can work all day. They get home at six or seven o'clock at night and then they turn around and they're back out at 11. They're back out at 1 a.m. They're back out at 4 a.m. And so most companies are going to either pay or bonus their technicians to be on call. So they're going to make more money when they're on call than when they're not. And it makes complete sense as to why. Nobody wants to do it, but it is one of those things that is necessary. You know, in the heating and cooling world, if it's 90 degrees outside, it's really hard to live comfortably in your home if it's 80 degrees inside. Or in the winter, if it's 20 degrees outside, not only is it cold and uncomfortable, but you have to worry about your your pipes freezing and busting, right? Think about if you have a toilet that is overflowing all over your home. You know, that is an emergency. That is not something that you're just going to wait until the next day because today is Sunday. It has to be taken care of. So this on-call service and the after-hour service, it's necessary, but generally you're going to pay more for it. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the next question that we get. Why is this repair so expensive? Okay, now you could have the same repair and there could be a $200 difference among companies, right? There's a motor of some sort that's out, the motor needs replaced, and it's $700 with company A and $900 with company B. First of all, why is it so expensive? Secondly, why is there such a difference for the same part? Okay, so let's go to why is it so expensive. Keep in mind that generally in the trades, heating and cooling, plumbing, and electrical, that is not fun, sexy work to have done in your home, right? It's not. Nobody wants to pay for that. Nobody wants to mess with it. We all want it. It's all important. Most of the time you can't even see it out of, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But anytime we have to put money into it, anything seems expensive. So $200 could seem really expensive just like $1,000 can be really expensive. And so keep in mind that sometimes it just seems so expensive. You know, if you took your iPad to get fixed and it was $500 to fix it, it might not seem so expensive to you because the iPad is something that you really enjoy being on or you really want or, or whatever that may be, right? So just kind of keep that in perspective. Now, the other reason is because technicians, they have a skilled trade and they should be paid well for it and technicians are paid well for it. They typically have some sort of schooling, they have ongoing training, they have certifications. It's a career, it's not a job. So if we think about another service and a professional service that, um, you know, think about an attorney, for example. People don't generally flinch if an attorney has a, an hourly rate of $350 an hour, right? It's expected. 
It's the same thing with the trades, although it's just, it's not as easily adapted, but they still have a trade. Now, there's not an HVAC company out there that I know of that has a $350 hourly rate, right? But a lot of people will cringe at 150 or 175 or a $225 an hour rate. But think about the skill set that this technician has and what the company has to provide to be able to get that technician to your home. That's why it's expensive. Again, we're going back to, we have to go to your home. You're not coming to us as well. Okay. Now that leads me into the next thing. I can find this online cheaper. Oh my goodness. The number of times that we hear that If I even had a penny for each time, I think I could retire. (laughs) So, of course, you're always going to be able to find a part online cheaper than what you're going to pay for the service, okay? So remember that a part is cheaper than a service. Now, the differences are, now, you can go either way. You have both options, right? So if you see a part online and you don't want to pay for the service, then by all means, order the part and just do it yourself. So a couple things to expect. Here's the differences, and this is why the price is different. With the part online, you have to make sure that you're ordering the right part. You have to make sure that if it is specific for your system that you have the right part specific for your system can it be a universal part kind of a a generic universal part or does it need to be a manufacturer specific part okay is it under warranty if it's under warranty you are not going to be able to go get that part and process the warranty an HVAC company has to do that okay that's just and that's not HVAC company rules that's manufacturer rules they want to make sure that it's being done properly by a licensed company with trained technicians okay you're generally going to wait for that part so maybe there's free shipping maybe there's not free shipping maybe it gets here in two days maybe it gets here in five days the technician has that part to be able to do right then now how important is your comfort to you do you mind being without heating and cooling for a couple days maybe not because it's 70 degrees outside and it's not a big deal Maybe it's a different story if it's 90 degrees outside and you're sweating to death and your spouse is grumpy, right? So that's going to determine, do I want to wait it out, save some money and just get the part and do it myself? Or do I want to pay for the service? Now, remember when you have a technician in your home, they work with gas and electricity every day. That's the one thing that I would say is probably our biggest worry for homeowners who want to purchase a part online and do it themselves is having that respect, especially for electricity, that technicians have because they're, they, they know what they're doing. They know what's live, what's not live, what needs to be turned off. You know, they just know what they're doing. And homeowners, they just don't always because you don't have to do it every day. Okay, that makes sense. A technician's going to make sure it's done correctly and ensure that your whole system with the new part is operating properly. Now, something else to keep in mind is that technician is going to be working for a company who is licensed and insured. Okay, so there are some things as we talked about with a manufacturer specific parts. So maybe it's a specific motor that has to be replaced. It has to be replaced by that manufacturer. They're not going to sell to just anybody because they need to know that whoever's installing it knows what they're doing. Okay, it's a very easy to try to install a part and you end up taking out another part because basically you don't know what you're doing, okay? So licensed companies and then insured. If something goes wrong, if, um, you know, if something goes wrong, if somebody gets hurt, something like that, like you want to work with a company who is insured. It's very, very important. Now, thinking about those parts that you can buy online, often there's a difference in the part themselves, which makes a difference in the overall price. So for example, when you go to 
like a Lowe's or Home Depot and you go to look in the the at the thermostats or any of the plumbing, maybe you want a new shower head or something like that. What you're seeing there is consumer grade products. Okay. So manufacturers, they make different levels of products. So so consumer grade is what you can go out and buy. Contractor grade may be the same thermostat. So you you have you have this, you know, a Nest thermostat or an Ecobee thermostat. One is consumer grade, one is contractor grade. You have a shower head. Delta makes it. One is consumer grade, one is contractor grade. So, so a lot of times there's going to be a difference in the warranty, first of all. And secondly, there can be some differences in the quality of parts, especially some of those internal parts. So what are you getting? Do you know what you're getting? Do you know what you're buying? The other thing to think about is the if you do find a part online, Many times, the only reason you even know what to buy is because of the knowledge that the technician had to properly diagnose it. And so you're paying for a service. Okay, my final point today is we'll hear people sometimes say, oh my gosh, you have like a thousand percent part markup on that, right? Because they'll look online and they'll see the part for this much. They'll see a part and the the part will be $50, but the repair is $400. Oh my goodness, that's a huge markup. You're ripping people off, right? Again, just as a reminder, you're paying for a service, not a part. Now, I would encourage anybody that feels like that to go Google the average net profit for an HVAC company. Okay, I'll save you a little time. When you Google it, you're going to find that it's 2 to 4%. <laughs> All right, now if you think about it, an HVAC company, I don't know what the average net profit is for an electrical company, a, a, a contracting company, a plumbing company, but it's 2 to 4% for HVAC. Okay, that is not much. Companies that are doing really well are going to be more around that 10% range. But, you know, if you think about it, you know, think about all of the other companies that you work with or, or any sort of place that you buy a product or a service from, you're going to expect that they're going to have a net profit, right? 10% doing well is very, very fair. The thing that people don't realize or don't take into account is how much it really costs to run and operate a, a, a contracting service of any type. I mean, we could be talking about landscaping. We could be talking about um, lighting. Maybe you hire somebody to pressure wash your house, right? Well, you think, well, I've got a pressure washer right here. Why does it cost, you know, a few hundred dollars to have somebody pressure wash that when I could just do it myself for, you know, for hardly any cost at all? The biggest thing is there are people coming to your home, Okay, these are skilled technicians. Again, these are skilled laborers. These are people who know what they're doing. Do you know with pressure washing your home, how easy it is to get water behind the siding and then you end up with wood rot? So think about something as simple as in our minds as pressure washing a home and the significant damage that can be caused when we don't know what we're doing. We have people that are coming out that are knowledgeable with that, but you're going to pay for it. So at any time during the day, we have technicians that are all over the city. So there's that many people that are just out, but there are also that many vehicles. There are that many phones and tablets so we can all communicate. There are that many tools that are out there and around, ladders. There's people in the office that are taking phone calls. There's, there's texting service and online scheduling tools and licensing that I already mentioned and insurance. Oh my goodness, when you have employees that are all over the city rather than stationed in one location, insurance is way more expensive than if you have somebody that's that's all in one spot. So it's just there are a lot of costs and that guys, I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. So there are so many costs that go in to have this service for your home. 
Okay. So that's not to say that you're not going to run in somewhere and there's a company who, you know, really the, the pricing is really unfair. Or you're going to go in and say, man, I feel like I'm getting a really good deal here. That's awesome. Right. So what I would recommend is if you have if you have received a price for something, whether it be a repair, whether it be a replacement of, of any sort of um, anything for your home, think about, you know, what am I paying for? Do I feel like I'm getting the value for my money? If you do, that's awesome. Do you like the company that you're working with? Do, they, do you feel like they respected your home? Did they show up when they said they were going to show up? Were they on time? Are they clean? That's probably one of the biggest things I hear from people is like, ooh, that person, like they look like they just came from, you know, working in a, a mud pit or something, right? Who's going to be in your home? Do you feel comfortable with them? These are all things that factor into what you're paying for. Okay. So I hope this brings some clarity to pricing. I can certainly understand the anxiety of the unknown and how it looks when comparing a full repair price to something you see online. I mean, it's not even comparable though, guys. Like it's not even apples and oranges. It's like apples and, and broccoli or something, okay? If you're unsure or uneasy about a quote that you got, ask the company. If you really like the company you're working with, ask them about it. Hey, how, you know, I was expecting this to be $500. I was really, I had some sticker shock that it was $800, right? Where's this coming from? That company is gonna be able to answer those questions for you, okay? And if you still, if you're not sold on that, get a second opinion. It never hurts to get a second opinion just to compare pricing. It may be something in your mind. You have to have something done in your home that you've never had to pay for. Say you want to have, you know, a shower replaced. Well, you've never had to do that before. So in your mind, you're thinking, oh, that'll probably be a couple thousand dollars. And then you get a quote for $8,000 and you have some serious sticker shock, right? Well, then get another quote and then get another quote. So then maybe you have three quotes and they're all within five, six, seven hundred dollars of each other. And then you can see like, oh, wow, I just... I didn't realize it was that much, right? And so then we're looking at, do I want to do it myself or do I want to pay somebody to do it or do I not want to do this project at all anymore? All right, so I hope that helps and I hope that helps to bring some clarity to where some of the pricing comes from and the concepts behind it. From LCS Heating and Cooling, I'm Renee Lucas. Thanks for joining me today on Talk in Trades. Please subscribe for my weekly tips, advice, and real talk about your home experience. You can also find us at lcsheatingandcooling.com or on Facebook. Have an awesome day. From LCS Heating and Cooling in Indianapolis, Indiana, this is Talk and Trades. Real talk with Renee Lucas. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast now and discover even more great podcasts at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.